This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey parents, my name is Tim Wright, and as always, I want to welcome you to the Wonder of Parenting podcast, a brain science approach to parenting. And here, as always, with Dr. Michael Gurian. Uh, Michael is coming to us via Spokane, Washington, as always. How's Spokane today? Oh, it's great. Like 70 degrees and completely sunny. It's great. Well, we're going to be about 110 here in Phoenix today as we record this, so uh, another beautiful day in the neighborhood for us as well. Uh, We want to thank our sponsor, A Place of Hope, and it's called The Center, A Place of Hope. You can learn more about it through our website, wonderofparenting.com, and they've got a link uh, to many of the great resources that they have available. Dr. Greg Jantz has written over 30 books on all kinds of topics uh, that we deal with, from anxiety to depression. Uh, to positive thinking. And so if you're interested at all in what they offer in terms of resources, or if you ever need a place of hope uh, to help you or a family member deal with some really important emotional crises in your life, uh, please check that out, A Place of Hope. Uh, and it's uh, found on our website, wonderofparenting.com, along with all the great resources we have, including an opportunity for you to post a question And uh, today we have a a really interesting question. It's a little different than what we would normally deal with. Um, But I uh, have seen some things on this recently and thought it would be a a great topic. It has to do with our boys and really what is the purpose of our boys and uh, how do we value our boys. So here's the question from a young man. He says, Hi, Dr. Green. Your Saving Our Sons book has been extremely helpful for me in my quest to understand myself. I was brought up by a uh, blankety-blank dad and mom uh, who deeply feared men and male nature. And it's deeply liberating to start to understand my nature differently from any of the toxic examples and messages I grew up ingesting. I am, however, deeply upset by something you've written. You write that a mature man understands that he is essentially or relatively disposable and knows that his purpose is to sacrifice himself for the greater good if it comes to that. I don't understand this at all. Does that mean I'm immature because I don't and don't want to regard myself as disposable or hope to sacrifice myself for others? Um, This is such a a great question because I think it gets to the heart of uh, the purpose of boys, the purpose of men, uh, how we've seen boys and men throughout our culture, and even in some ways how that that discussion is changing a bit um, because the way that we do war, for example, has changed and the draft has changed. Um, so, Michael, let's just start with the comment uh, about boys, at least as he interpreted your comment, uh, that a boy knows that his purpose is to sacrifice himself for the greater good. Yeah, I went, I actually responded, and this young man and I went back and forth, and in the end, he, he I clarified because I didn't exactly say what he said I said. Right. And I clarified that, and then he wrote back and said, okay, thank you, I understand now. So what what we're getting at there is that, uh, and you've heard me, people have heard me say this before, the the job of us as as parents raising boys 
and you know it's true of raising any child we're raising up a child to have a strong self like my definition of a man is a loving wise and successful male adult when people ask me what is a man a loving wise and successful male adult um we are we as parents and and our community are raising these boys up to become loving wise and successful male adults and part of what we are raising them to do part of their purpose will be they'll form a self and then they will give the self to the people who need it so i as a i am a man i'm a father i'm a a teacher i'm a self i i am supposed to give that self to others right i'm a person for others um or and any religion will have its words for this so i'll go with i'm jesuit educated so they say you're a person for others um i'm also jewish so we say you're here to repair the world uh you're not necessarily here to make money or to succeed you're here to repair the world so we have a purpose and you and you you as a christian what, what would you say in that regard what's the language well sure we would say uh something similar that we're called uh to bring uh, god's grace to the world or we're called to uh fight on behalf of those who don't have a voice it's all the same kind of thing how same. do we how do we help serve those around us yeah exactly and that's that's what i was actually getting at i didn't say disposable he he put the word disposable in and then he realized that um what i'm saying is that we are here uh but i do use the term self-sacrifice and that if we needed we will sacrifice ourselves because we are here to create this strong self and we need our obviously our parents and our communities when we're kids to help us create this strong loving self and then we need to give this self to the people who need it so if that means self-sacrifice you know so for instance some weeks i work 60 hour weeks you know when i was raising my kids i was sacrificing some of my health i was sacrificing some things you know so that we and, and gail was doing it too this is by the way not just a male thing of course it's just that he's asking that uh we all will work too hard you know and we'll know it's debilitating us, but we're providing for our families. We're taking care of other people. We'll go serve in ways that are dangerous, like Doctors Without Borders or, or uh, obviously soldiers, as you as you mentioned. You know, we'll serve the world in dangerous ways in which they could die. So, so self sacrifice is a part of being a mature adult, and uh, or the possibility of self sacrifice is a part of being a mature adult, and um, it is, I think, a part of our purpose. And the um, when we and you may want me to stop now and then move to the topic of of what happens when we don't teach this to boys should i wait uh yeah so yeah so i think let, let's pause there yeah because i think it might be interesting to just look a little bit at a, a broad sweep of history and um, the use of disposable boy um where he got that is is fascinating would be fascinating but uh, at the same time, not surprising, because in some ways throughout history and culture, there has been a sense that males are disposable in that males are the ones who, generally speaking, will go to war. Uh, men, generally speaking, are the ones who will run into that burning building. Yep. Uh, it's women and children off the Titanic first. That there has been this understanding whether by nature or evolution or by culture, that that men's lives are disposable in in that kind of sacrifice that we wouldn't necessarily say of women. Now that's oversimplification, but, no, but you're right. chat a little bit about that. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, we're all we're all. I mean, women sacrifice themselves 
equally to men. They sacrifice themselves. But there is sex differentiation, or we now call it gender difference, in that, right? And you're, you're absolutely right that when women sacrifice themselves, what they'll feel is that they don't have a self. They'll, they'll say that to a therapist or they'll say that to their spouse. I've lost myself. I have given so much to so many people and it's mainly, you know, their spouse, their children, the people around them. They've given so much that they don't have a self anymore. So, so that's a way that, and men can feel that, but that's a way that women will 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 sense. Oh my gosh, you know, I've I've given everything I have. I need to pause, and and the, and so a gender differentiated way that males have sacrificed themselves is as you've described. They they testosterone is one reason that they go into burning buildings quicker right i mean the the male male hormone biology is set up differently than female and so that has led to that also soldiering uh, obviously there are many women soldiers uh, but historically most of the soldiers have been male and especially infantry especially the ones who you know will go will just basically run in front of a bayonet or a gun and die so that's really true and i think that's biologically hardwired i don't think we'll ever have a culture in which we don't don't value women more than men in terms of lifespan you know we we will we our societies are set up to try to make sure that women live that they live longer that they can be with their kids longer you know um etc i mean that's that is how we're set up uh where and we're set up for males to make certain sacrifices so that that can happen and one of those sacrifices is that males will die younger males will get killed in wars males will step in front when a bullet's coming you know uh, and all of those things and and that has been encapsulated i think by warren farrell and i think it is warren who wrote the boy crisis and previous to that many books on male development uh i think he's the one who created that term the disposable boy or the disposable male do you remember that? Am I right about well, that? Well, I, I know that he used it, but I also remember reading it in uh, uh, some other books as well. I think uh, Roy Baumgartner or whatever his name was. Oh, yeah, yeah Dr. Think, Roy Baumgartner. Yeah, yeah, I think he used it. And and just as a couple examples of how this works in culture, um, there's a, a documentary that was made, you're very familiar with it, called The Red Pill yep. uh, by Cassie J. And um, essentially, just a thumbnail sketch of the the, uh, the documentary, which was really excellent. Is she's a feminist who went in to look at the men's movement, uh, really to to create uh, you know a, a nasty documentary about them, and then she ended up seeing things very differently. And one of the the uh, conversations she had with a woman who is pro men's movement was how we we tend to ignore uh, the sacrifices of boys or the harm done to boys. And she gave an example of uh, a few years ago when uh, there was a group of about 200-some girls in, in one of the countries in Africa who were kidnapped. And that became big news. But what wasn't reported was that prior to that, you know, hundreds of thousands of boys had been slaughtered. And rather than saying boys had been slaughtered, they said people were slaughtered. And, uh, and, it, and it wasn't until finally... And, of course, the boys being forced into being soldiers as kids. So all these things are happening to boys, and it's never a story until the girls were kidnapped. And then it became a story. Uh, another example is when, um, uh, during the, the presidential uh, elections, Hillary Clinton said that women are the biggest victims of war because their husbands die, their sons die, and then the women are left behind. And, and you listen to that at first, you think, yeah, that's true. But then you think, well, wait a minute. 
the boys died, the, the men died, so they're victims as well. And, and so culturally, there does seem to be this sense that our boys, more than girls or women, uh, can be disposable, um, sometimes for the greater good, and sometimes just for whatever reason, because we, we seem to think, well, that's, it's more damning to the world when a, uh, a girl is kidnapped or killed than it is when a boy uh, happens to a boy. So uh, that, there does seem to be uh, pervasive in our culture today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. It is, and that's why I, I, I'm using the term like in the purpose of boys 10 years ago and then saving our sons just last year, I'm using the term self-sacrifice Yes, because I'm trying to get away from the disposability um, that is that is a part of human development, male disposability. That's really, really true. I mean, everything you're saying is really, really true. The We, we tend not to understand or, or process males as victims because we already... And, and it, I think it must be somewhere in the brainstem or the lower limbic. We already think, well, you know, that they're built for that. They're, they're built to die. They're, mm-hmm. they're built to, to, in my terms, I guess, sacrifice themselves. Uh, they're built to be sacrificed and um, so that women and children can live. That is in some way hardwired into us. And now as a, as a more mature society, that that is... Uh, really imploding to some extent because we are not understanding what boys are going through and we're not understanding what boys experience. And so therefore we're getting to the point where we're, we're even saying boys aren't needed, you know, and so, and men aren't needed. And so we've gotten to a critical moment in this sort of um, human development, hardwiring of women's women are victims and women are the ones who need help and males are disposable but of course, the top 100,000 males, they're not disposable. They run things. But, you know, the other males are disposable. We've gotten to a critical moment, and I think the red pill is maybe showing some of this, that, that we have to alter this script because now we've got people saying, uh, as an outgrowth of this human development sort of hardwiring, we, now we've got them saying we don't even need males. Right. So that's where the implosion point is because if we don't actually ra- raise males up, to have purpose and part of their purpose to be if needed to sacrifice themselves uh, right if we don't raise them up to have purpose uh and to be needed that's what will kill the society i don't think it will kill the society 
that that males that more males become soldiers than females. I mean, I think that will always happen, and more females become kindergarten teachers than males. I think that will always happen. We'll raise the numbers of each. We'll get more females as soldiers and more males teaching kindergarten. But those patterns are going to stay relatively the same with some nuance. Um, uh, so, but but if we say okay, males aren't even needed for anything. That's the problem. And maybe I felt like when I went back and forth with Adam, he was trying to make sure we didn't say that. Right. And I definitely am not saying that. I'm saying just the opposite. We have to tell males that they are needed and raise them to be needed. And part of what we will need them for is to have the strong self that they give to others. That's that's the key. I'm guessing that every mom of a son right now would be horrified to think that somebody would think that their boy is disposable. So uh, it's interesting how in culture, you know, the boys are all sons of somebody, uh, and every mom cares about that son and doesn't see that son as disposable, and yet culturally uh, we tend to fall into that trap. So let's talk a little bit about, now let's go back to what you were going to talk about before. What happens to our boys when we don't instill in them a good, solid purpose in their lives? Yeah, they don't, they don't mature. And so we find them at 30, you know, in a basement uh, playing video games, that kind of metaphor, uh, not really able to relate, uh, you know, and there's various factors like they get into porn because that's easier. You know, they don't really build a self that can relate to others um, uh, with any longevity. So they can't hold marriages. They, they might impregnate, right? But they're not really going to be fathers. Um, so we're leaving those kids to mom to raise those kids or, or to another community, um, you know, on and on and on. But they don't mature. And if they don't mature, they actually become a significant drag on society. And and um, and what we need is mature males. And the society has always been built on the backs of mature males, um, yeah, equally so mature females, of course. Um, but the society has been built on the back of these mature males who who go out into the world and they deliver their purpose into the world. And and you, we've gone to your phrase, which I really love. They, as you say, they pour their masculinity. Say that phrase. Yeah, right. They're good men pour uh, their uh, masculine energy into other boys, and then of course into the world. Right, right, and that's a beautiful way I think of saying it. Um, I say they build a strong self and give it to the world. You know that that all of that is maturity, and uh, if we don't raise them with purpose, they won't mature. And and people will say, well, well, but wait a minute, you know, shouldn't you say the same about girls? And now here is a gender or a sex difference, um, uh, and I think everyone at an intuitive level knows this. Girls, once they start menstruating, and even before they they uh, moving toward at pre-puberty then they start menstruating and then all the way through that process they know they have a purpose now they may never have children um, but they know they have a purpose and their hormone biology uh, goes fluctuates around menstruation and it fluctuates around purpose and they have internal feelings at a cellular level around purpose um, and the fa- and they also at a cellular level understand that especially if they have kids that the society around them is going to do what it can to help them so they can raise these kids um, and that's biological in them but males don't have an equivalent so this is why all through history society has worked so hard to 
raise mature males, good men, fine young men, you know, has worked so hard to do that. And why? Uh, because and rites of passage, like what you and I have created those rites of passage. The reason we created those is because we know that boys need those in a way that girls have an internal rite of passage. Boys need society to provide them with these rites of passage so that they become adults, so they be, they mature and become good men, loving, wise, and successful men, in my words, uh, become these mature men. Um, if we don't do that, then we lose them one at a time, and then we hit a critical mass where we have uh, 1 million, 5 million, 10 million, 20 million of these males who don't mature, who don't have a purpose, who don't know why they're here, and you know who, who are told they're not needed. And... And it and that also backlashes. So those of us who care about this, you know, we're we're seeing a lot of males who are becoming extreme. They're become they're uh, becoming anti-Semitic. They're becoming anti-woman, misogynistic. They're becoming racist. You know, that's part of the outgrowth of this is where they are trying to hold on to something that gives them a sense of purpose, and their sense of purpose becomes in a twisted way becomes okay. I'm not valued as a as a white male. So I'm now going to attack these black people or these women, you know, and so it becomes a violence and violence is, is a male disease that sometimes tails onto that kind of immaturity. You mentioned rites of passage and um, we've, we've got several of them on our wonderofparenting.com page, both for boys and girls. Um, and uh, uh, talk a little bit about what a, a rite of passage does for a boy. What are some of the elements of that 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 we as parents can then use as we're raising our sons or our daughters? Right, and everyone, it, girls can gain from rites of passage, of course, and we have built those for girls as well with the help of your daughter, Alicia. Um, for boys uh, specifically, it provides, rites of passage can provide them with some of that neurobiology that, that girls are getting automatically. And what do we mean? Well, when they go through a challenge, um, when we look at a rite of passage, a rite of passage has challenges in it. They have to fit a structure and they have to meet challenges so that they have to neurobiologically do some of the stuff that girls are already doing internally through menstruation, which is a challenge and which requires a whole bunch of internal adaptation. Well, the boys go through that. They go through a process and they get bonded with mentors and those mentors help raise them up so the mentors dig into their souls and say okay you know you have to be responsible now okay you have to meet this challenge you have to fight through obstacles uh you have to be mature um yeah you have to open up yourself emotionally you know a lot of these things girls get get somewhat automatically but boys don't get unless it's it's uh pushed into them or as you say poured into them uh, through the rite of passage. So like, so the bar mitzvah, which is of course the one that I started my life most um, connected to being Jewish, the bar mitzvah, you know, that's a, that's a multi-year process actually, um, right? Because of studying Hebrew, having to learn Hebrew, especially in the U.S. where we don't grow up learning Hebrew unless we're going to use it at temple and then, and then we hone it going into the rite of passage, the bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah. Um, so that's a multi-year process, and that's why you and I created our rites of passage to be, uh, to be potentially a one or two-year process of uh, of all this bonding and this learning. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Now, you mentioned Warren Farrell's book, The Boy Crisis, which uh, next to Saving Our Sons is a really, really good book uh, <laughs> to pick great up. Book. <laughs> uh, and um, and one of the things that, that he argues, and I know, again, I'm really oversimplifying, but that through much of our history, the, the purpose of boys was set in large part by war and uh, becoming warriors. And what he wants to argue now is that what we want to do is to shift that conversation and teach our boys to be warriors for our kids, so to speak, to, to really train our, our boys to be good dads, um, especially in a, a culture where dads have uh, you know, been poo-pooed in some quarters, we don't need dads, or where dads haven't always been great dads. Uh, talk a little bit about the purpose of boys as it relates to the potential to be fathers. Yeah, so fathering is, of course, uh, one of the primary ways, uh, if if a male, an adult male has children, one of the primary ways, ways that that male will build a self and then give it to those who need it, right? He fathers. And fathering is, is overlaps with mothering, of course, um, but fathering also has some of its own components. And that's why data shows, and Warren, I have this in my books, Warren has it in Boy Crisis, you know, the data shows that that kids who have fathers, who are active fathers, uh, or even have a presence of a father, um, are less likely to use drugs, less likely to be abused. You know, the stats are, are better. They're likely to get better grades, etc. So um, fathering is a crucial component in this. And, and you know, um, I love what Warren says about that. I, I would be a little more nuanced about the warrior. I th- I I'm more Jungian, right? My my first three books are Jungian, and that means I'm looking at archetypes a bit more. And I think that I think that really males were were raised in the past to have four or five uh, pillars for manhood. One of them was the warrior, no doubt. But I think the king was very strong, the lover yep. was very strong, um, uh, and and the explorer was very strong. I mean, I think there are various components, and war was one of them. Uh, but various components. And part of the king, if we look at archetypally, is the fathering. And and males were raised to father. So now, a million years ago, of course, males didn't know who who their children were. But, you know, we're looking at the last few hundred thousand years of history, and, and fathering is a crucial part of what males were raised to do. And they can't father. It, they Really, it's very difficult to father if you are not raised with a sense of purpose. So um, I would put it all together there. So let's let's kind of wrap it up. And let's talk to the parents a bit about what are some strategic things parents can do to instill purpose in their sons, and what are some tools they can use? And this is kind of by way of summary. 
Okay. Um, a conversation, obviously, and a constant conversation while raising your sons about how they are needed. And that would mean, and I give an example of from the very beginning, like a child is two years old. And this is a strategy anyone can use. This, this guy is two years old. He's sitting in his high chair and he drops his spoon. I would love to see the parents unhook his, his high chair tray because he probably can't do that yet. Unhook that. But don't pick up the spoon for him. Let him get out of his chair and get down there, pick up the spoon, and then get back in his chair and we hook the high chair back up. That's like a metaphorical and literal example of how you instill purpose from very early and you instill responsibility from very early. So we don't do this stuff for our son. Our son has to do these responsible things so that he's building the sense of responsibility. And I use, in terms of a summary, I use the, as you know, the heroic uh, honor, enterprise, responsibility, originality, intimacy, and creativity. And and anyone can go into our rites of passage and find those. And and those give you the strategies. So honor, you're always, you know, you're, it's constant conversation about honesty, uh, about being honest, the, the ups and the downs of being honest, uh, you know, enterprise, always doing some kind of important work. And, and that's, that's one of the big things uh, about the device generation, you know, this iGen, the device generation, the, the stuff in devices, so much of what we're getting that this boy gets through devices doesn't actually teach these values of responsibility. It's more entertainment and distraction um, and, and can increase depression and anxiety, which can also mitigate the development of this strong self. So the devices, are, I think, are a part of why this generation is having trouble. And I think strategically what parents can do is get, get kids off these devices and get them more into nature, more into building things, building things in the basement, building things in their rooms, uh, so that's a sense of, sense of enterprise. So use the heroic if you need a strategic thing. Summing up, use heroic. Always be teaching honor, enterprise, responsibility, originality, intimacy, how to relate, and creativity. And that's available, by the way, in Michael's book, The Purpose of Boys, and um, also available in some of the rites of passage that we've created. We've created a couple uh, large group rites of passage for boys and girls. Uh, basically for the faith community, but we've also created uh, little rites of passage that dads can take their sons through, moms can take their daughters through, using um, heroic for the boys and wisdom for the girls. And um, we've got one for the faith community and one for the more secular community. Those are available at wonderofparenting.com. And uh, again, the, the purpose of boys is to raise our boys to uh, to be healthy, to, to be good citizens, to be good men, uh, to see their purpose as serving others in whatever corner of the world they're at. And uh, it's one of the great callings of parents to raise our boys and girls to be wonder-filled adults themselves. So, Michael, appreciate all of this. This is such an important topic, and appreciate all of your insights. You too, Tim. Thank you. And want to thank uh, all of you for listening. Uh, if you've got a friend who's a parent and they are not yet tuned in to wonderofparenting.com, uh, please send them to our website, and uh, hopefully they'll start listening and enjoying our podcast. Special thanks to the Center of Place of Hope for their sponsorship, and you can find a link to them on our website as well. We'll be back with you again next time. We encourage you to have a wonder-filled week with your kids. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.